podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, I'm Boyd Hilton, sidekick Psychic Josh is back from his honeymoon, fucking everything up for everyone, um, maybe me, <laughs> me, I mean we've had to wait till now, what day is it, say Wednesday, it's Wednesday, it's been ages since Hang the, on, Arsenal played Monday night, yeah but we, potentially could have done yesterday and your busy social calendar oh, meant you couldn't God. anyway, <laughs> no, it, we could have, should have done one after the triumphant two all against Chelsea and you're away, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's fine. But how was your honeymoon anyway? It was terrific. Yeah, where did I mean, you, where were you again? It was an awkward one, wasn't it, on the last podcast? Because we had Gareth the Bear on and he was celebrating his divorce coming through yeah, at yeah. the start of the podcast and there was I about to go on honeymoon. Yeah. So it was a, a funny... Uh, you're you're very much like, like you're it. very much like Gilberto, not appreciated <laughs> until you're not there. Exactly, exactly. That is the <laughs> voice. That right, That's totally <laughs> right. <laughs> But can I just say, I mean, you, you've got, we're going to introduce our... Yeah, guest. it's the voice it's of sorry. the great Alex Brooker. <laughs> but can I ask here. a question? Go on. Do you, do you even know the last time you did this podcast, Alex? Um, I've looked it up. No. It feels like it was like a couple of years ago. When was it? April the 6th, 2017. Whoa. Wow. What happened that day to make me not come back for nearly yeah. three years? I don't know. But you know, the interesting thing is, if you go to your... Um, near, near a fault. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there is that. But if you go to your no, Wikipedia three. page... Three, sorry, three. I've made, can we read, can we restart? <laughs> Do you know it's what? I'm playing the jet lag. Yeah. Three years. <laughs> yeah. Three Two years. years, eight months. Well worked out. If you go to your um, Wikipedia page, though, interestingly, it's mentioned on your Wikipedia page, yeah. which isn't very detailed. From, no, let me just say not. that. But in um, career... Uh, I wish it's no personal life. Weird, it's in personal life. It says he is, he is a fanatical supporter of Arsenal. Fanatical, fair enough. Regularly appearing on the Footballistic Arsenal podcast. I mean, not that regular as we've just proven. No, yeah, but weirdly that is mentioned. But yeah. you're, the fact that you nearly swam the English Channel merits nothing <laughs> no. at all. No, my Wikipedia also I says mean, I've got two legs, so it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's how inaccurate that is. <laughs> Absolutely no shit. Because we should say, since you have been here, my main. My main takeaway is that you nearly swam the fucking channel. I watched nearly. that series, Sink or Swim. Yeah, nearly. It was incredible. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. It Have was, you recovered um, from that whole experience? Um, I met with the producers uh, last week to talk about uh, doing a different show with them. And um, no swimming involved in this one. Right. And I was, I just said to them, I was still not over it because I'd done my bit. Yeah. I'd done like, in the real, I'd done my two hours. Really, like when I got out, it was a struggle. But they kind of, I remember like Greg Rutherford going, yeah, we'll bring this home now. Another five hours were there, yeah, like yeah. if that, and um, yeah, that kind of elation turned to turned to disappointment because obviously the, the storm came in yeah. and uh, we all had to turn back. And it was, I mean, okay, you're five miles from France, but don't look it. You know, when yeah, it, it yeah, looked course, like yeah. it was, you could just go and swim it there and then. Um, but there was an amazing moment where once it had been called off. I was kind of, we're sat in this boat and I mean, it was, we were flying everywhere. We all had to like hold on to the sides, again, which wasn't really one of my strengths, but I was kind of <laughs> stuck in this like bunk bed, just kind of wedged myself in to hold on until we got back to Dover. And we were gutted, like we were absolutely gutted. Yeah. And I remember there was like, God, where's from Love Island was like, and absolutely beside himself. I was really gutted. And Linford Christie just turns around and he just goes, that sport. And it was just like, 
wow. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was disappointed, but I just thought, that's Linford Christie yeah. who's there concerning me. And that's it. Sometimes, you know, you've got to take the disappointments wow. Wow. and you've got to come back stronger next time. It right. sounds like something <laughs> Tony Adams might have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it Tony was, Adams. Um, yeah. When we got beaten by Zaragoza, I think, in 95, in and yeah. that couple of can't find it. He was, said it, that Ray. You know, statement about how you can only appreciate the good times when you've been through the bad ones. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, though. There was a bit of disappointment that came quickly after because I thought, oh, that's brought me up. Yeah. Then we'd all been like, our phones had been losing battery and stuff like that. All our portable chargers had stopped working. <laughs> Simon from Blue gets up from his slumber and behind his pillow, lo and behold, there's a plug socket. <laughs> and he's just had his phone plugged in the whole time. <laughs> He's he <laughs> Simon Webby from Blue. Simon Webb from Blue. <laughs> it's just like unbelievable. Oh, he was like, oh, I went. Oh, can I use your charger? We've got it connected to a battery. But no, it's in this plug here. Moves his pillow, and it's just like, right. yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I've got full batteries. Yeah. Of course you have. They've been hogging it. <laughs> yeah. that is there you go. That, that was a real disappointment. I should put a disclaimer at this point that we are recording this with our own equipment. In it'll your offices, it'll be, it'll so sound if the better. sound is not as good as it might usually be, it's because uh, Leon, the sound engineer, is not here. But I'm doing my best. I think you're doing, I think you're you're doing, doing a great, great job. job yeah. Considering it's all you... being done on an iPhone, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Neither of you had, have headphones on. But I'm it's doing fine. my best. But can I say it's lovely to be back? Well, thank you. It's, it's lovely. I think because I because I moved up, didn't I? I moved up north, away from London. Oh yeah, so that I'm didn't never help. Here yeah, when you're recording, it's incredible. You you do last leg every. It's on like half the year, or more than half the year. Yeah, it's on like every fucking. It's on a lot, and including right now. Yeah. Uh, like this week, Friday. In fact, we're recording this before the the, the Brexit special on Friday. Yeah, it's, nice. it's not like the show's never talked about. Happening, no, exactly. <laughs> but you live, you live miles away yeah, in, in the north, in, and you yeah. commute. That is fucking yeah, incredible. I commute every week. Yeah, so that is astonishing. Um, yeah, commute down from um, but, glorious Huddersfield. But you're thinking, you're, or maybe you just have made a base very close to the Emirates for for when you are down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm yeah, not giving the address a, yeah, away. No, trying to find a flat <laughs> near, near the Emirates to to use when I'm when I'm down working now. So hopefully that'll all be yeah, opening sorted. your front door and strolling to the Emirates. Yeah, exactly. Some the, when I look round it, they're like, oh yeah, a couple of the players live here, and I was thinking, who? Really? Who are the players that live here? Yeah, I players. really highly doubt that any of them do. But. Maybe some of the really like newer players are like they dump them there and then until they find somewhere nice yeah. in Hampstead or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Cedric Sores is going to be yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, Cedric. Is that how you say it? Suarez or Sores? I mean, I, I like Sores. I like yeah, Sores. Cedric. Yeah. Cedric Sores while Gonzo Cedric sings. Cedric Sores lives upstairs. Yeah. So yeah, that is so around. topical of you because yeah, <laughs> this is a great day already because it's a historic um, moment because we're speaking on the day that Pablo Mari yeah. has been confirmed. Historic, possibly taking it a bit far. Well, I mean, we haven't signed a fucking central defender for since since, since how long? Yeah, I mean, since? you know, okay, so, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy the defenders come in, but I think historic. I mean, if we, if in, I'm not saying the first we're going to write history, the top ten days of Arsenal's history. I'm not I'm sure not saying, we're there. I never today, said it was in the top days in Arsenal's history, but it's pretty major for us to sign a defender and been linked with another defender, as you say, Cedric Suarez or Soros. Yeah, it might be unfair. Is it? I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend. Like, there are podcasts out there that can get some Spanish expert on the phone um, or South American expert and can give well, you a not one of them, right? Yeah. And I'm, with all respect to both of you, I'm not sure <laughs> that's any of us. But yeah. it's quite rare for a, a top four side to, you know, a top six side to sign someone with no international sort of caps who's 26. That's quite an unusual... Is that Mari? Yeah. Or Swat or Swords. No, Mari. 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 Yeah, Cedric played. He, M- Mari. I'm talking about Mari's interesting. That what kind of what I find looking at his career because when I saw we were linked with him, it's like Flamengo defender. I was mm. like, well, yeah, mm. I've not seen him. 
So that, that but then that's but not, for Mango, like, I've had a, a massively players, brilliant yeah. season, haven't they? And yeah, but then I kind of looked at some of the loans that he's had. So he's had a few loans in Europe, hasn't he? He was at Deportivo. Was it here in Veen? Was that where he was as well? Uh, um, Girona, Enesi Breda. Breda. And Deportivo. La Deportivo, Coruña. but he's obviously not torn up any trees at any of those. And it was just, it was quite intriguing to mm. see that, I mean, that he's on their radar. I mean, obviously he's... he's Coming so over. He was at City, wasn't he? So yeah, I think, he was so at City. He, was, so so he never must played have, for them. No, but Arteta knew, saw him. He, Arteta Correct. was there Arteta at that time. Seen, so they must have, there must be something there. Yeah, and Tim and Vickery. Not, yeah. You know Tim Vickery, the, the, yeah. um, the Five Live. I, cause you, I listened to the World Football Phone quite yeah. religiously at two in the morning on a fucking Friday night. <laughs> Do you listen <laughs> to it live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At 2am. I kind of fall asleep to it, but it's remarkable the amount that sinks in, even though you're falling asleep to it. And like, I might be asleep by about the third hour of it. It goes on for by hours. By the time Last Legs finished, it's only another Oh yeah, it's like Last Legs. Yeah. Like, I mean, if that, if that hasn't uh, set you off to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me making Tim... the up-temp chuck about my hands. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> then, it's, uh, then it's Tim Vickery and Don Adebayo on the World Football. Anyway, Tim Vickery wrote a thing saying he's really, really good and that he single-handedly sorted out the Flamengo defence is an incredibly like good leader figure, which as everyone the cliche of us yeah. is we don't have them, um, and that it should be and we should all be really happy about well, it. Look, yeah, I've, I don't see any reason to to complain. I, I never expected for a second we'd go out and like suddenly like lash out eighty million mm. and get someone like that Cooler Valley from Napoli or something like no. that. I, I kind of we needed numbers and you know yeah. with Chambers getting injured and like Mustafi as well Mustafi. like went off the other day and said we want it's still numbers in there yeah. so I don't I just kind of think well see how it goes yeah. I mean we've seen it's- some pretty bad Centre half performances, so I don't really think he's got a lot. Yeah, he can't be worse than Mustafi, can he? I mean, let's face it. I don't like fairness to, to Mustafi. I know. He wasn't as you have like. There's levels that you rate footballers, mm. and then there's Mustafi ratings. Yeah, and in Mustafi ratings, yeah. it wasn't like it was yeah. probably of. Yeah, after it the, was probably of three Mustafis out of five. It was a three Mustafis on, out of five. Yeah, we had a, and also Monday. after the after the one Mustafi out of five um, sending off incident. Yeah, in he did the, okay. He did. He was. He was a former stuff out of five. Yeah, the rest he, of that game, but that's classic him, isn't it? It's like he does that. He does. He's capable of having a really good game every now and then, fucking up in the last ten minutes, or you know, just doing something insanely terrible and embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's just always going to be capable of that. So I still think. Did you read the thing he wrote about? I think I brought this up uh, in the last book. That kind of like thing about saying this is what it's like to be considered terrible by the fans yeah, the club put, they put it out yeah, they put it, it out yeah. it, did you read that and I, th- yeah. I did feel guilty made me feel guilty a bit for having a go at him like everyone does but then I thought if you read it really closely and I, if, of course if I'd have actually brought it here and read it out that would have been good but I haven't but people can read it he doesn't re- he kind of goes you know we all make mistakes but what I think you should, if I'd have been advising him, I'd have write this thing saying it's really painful if you're a football and everyone's attacking you on social media and all that. Yeah. But also take some responsibility. Like go, he could have gone. I know I am very susceptible to making terrible errors, and I want to. Te-, you know, he just or didn't t- acknowledge yeah, there is or anything. T- or alternatively, say, do you know what? Actually, yeah, I'm definitely going to try and stop doing that. By the way, right? Exactly. I'm going to try and, and do my even bit. Say that. You yeah. fancy doing yours? Yeah. Um, right. So I don't feel so. I, on one hand, yeah, no one should be abusing these people on social media. That's obviously terrible. But on the other hand, he's, he he just needs some acceptance that his his checkered career is is a thing that actually exists. And we're not all making up for the sake of it. But anyway, but as you say, but it, it feels like we need we've made we're buying players in the positions we need to buy players. In. Although getting if if we do get um, I'm just going to call Cedric Sors. Cedric yeah. from Southampton. 
In terms yeah, of because he's the weird the weird thing I've kind of seen about that and I've only seen it just before I come in mm. is that isn't he injured at the moment? He yes, is, he is, so he's yeah. injured for was it a few? Is he injured for a yeah. few weeks or, or something like that? I think the timing is because we've got this weird break, haven't we? Yeah. Like, we're not so playing. when he comes yeah, back, he, we'll have some good. In we'll have some good backup. Yeah. for Bellingham, which must mean that he's even though I actually think that Maitland-Niles has been been a bit yeah, better at right yeah. back um, under Arteta actually. For sure, yeah. But he's clearly thinking right. Well. We'll just use um, Cedric either, you know, yeah, uh, as cover or uh, I'm not. Oh, I think I'm not people quite are saying sure. people are speculating that um, that Sabios is going to go. Yeah, that, that seems to be a thing that he he, yeah. he definitely wants to cut short his loan thing. And then they, people are speculating, I think, that maybe maybe Niles will be used more in midfield. And yeah. then and then this guy can I'm, come in I'm, as backup for Hector I think or competition for Hector. It's like anything when you see like a. Stuff on Twitter, and the first thing I saw was that it's going to cost us five. We're going to pay five million for him, yeah, for for Cedric, and then we've got a not. We don't sign him. We've got an option signing because he's on a free. And it's like, hang on a minute. So we're paying five mil for yeah. to loan a player that is free in the summer, yeah, and we're only going to have him for a few months. Yeah. But then actually, I saw another one from. Uh, Charles Watts is like, well, it's probably going to be like a million loan yes. fee, and that's wages and yeah, fractioning into that, it. Yeah. And look, it's. Um, you know, it's cover, yeah, it's where, cover where, yeah. where it's needed. Just, and um, I, just I, feel like I wasn't really sure what we'd be able to do in this transfer right. window anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I think... It's weird. If you kept, I mean, obviously, I'm sure, you know, we all keep track of the rumours. Some of the rumours have been wild. Like Lamar, Thomas Lamar we've still been linked with, who we, who we, nearly, we were linked with a couple of years ago, who must be incredibly expensive... You well, know, I don't think player. he's really torn up any trees. Up Africa, any trees. Is he? So I think there's, I think almost—it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, Arsenal were in for him, and um, he'd probably be cheaper now. It's like he'd be cheaper of, than he would have been. When yeah. I was a football journalist, we used to, we like when I was uh, yeah back in my day, we used to write a column called Football Confidential. Yeah, and it's essentially it's like make so what what does this club need, and then you go what do they need player reason. And it's know. just like, it's not sometimes with these things. I don't know how much I kind of look at them and go, well, what do Arsenal, well, you know, Arsenal, they were in for him once. Yeah. He's now cheaper. Yeah. Arsenal don't have as much money. There's your, there's your story. <laughs> oh, Boom. nice, nice. And um, I'm not, um, by the way, that is in no way in, in that could sl- be a, fully, a slur on our national football journalist. Um, <laughs> no, it's fair but enough. But what I mean is that sometimes I kind of look at it uh, and it's a bit of connecting the dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair so, enough. This, the, the Cedric one makes more sense. You know, it makes more to, sense. Yeah, I than, think than so. the um, than the Mari one. Potentially, I mean, I spoke about when I was speaking before about Mari being and you know, no international caps. Oh, right, is not torn up trees. As you know, the Brazilian league is possibly not the same level as some of the bigger sort of European leagues. It doesn't seem like a you know a guarantee that this is someone coming in with an expectation of like being an Arsenal starting centre back. You know, Cedric's a, a really capable player, and it, I don't think don't get distracted by the fee. The fee is only the fee because Southampton have got to take nothing from him in the summer, yeah, so yeah, it's sure, something yeah, yeah. rather nothing. Won the European really... Championship, played all the way for Portugal in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying this is a oh, really no, incredible good, yeah. player, that's an exciting player. Who, who's that's why be... that's the other explanation of why we're swooping for him now, aren't we? Because it's a good time to get him before. Presumably, yeah, everyone is, comes in yeah. for him once. Well, I think there were quotes even back in November that he said, "I'm going to be leaving Southampton right. and ready for next opportunity." Oh, yeah. So he's been, you know, waving the flag. It feels for me like the obvious, most blatantly obvious place where we need cover is central defence, yeah, and we've needed just, it for so long. I don't know. And, I, and, I, and also, I don't know Brazilian, if it's just the body. I don't how, know. But how? Anyway, getting in the Spanish national team is, you know, it's not that easy necessarily. So I still think he's. I, I, you know, look if. Um, what's his name? <laughs> if Tim Vickery is saying is good, then I'm happy with that. 
I'm going to take yeah, this. Yeah, I, I respect that. And there have been some really positive articles and, and comments. I, I guess, you know, it, it will be seen, right? Because has he played at the highest level regularly? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, will he be tested? Yeah. And look, it, Chambers, we, we're really unfortunate. It's pushed, pushed our hand. Yeah, Rob Holding has Chambers. played very few games Holding. this year. That actually yeah. hasn't Holding been a consistent... Hasn't looked, I, know, I don't want to be harsh about Holding, but we have to say, he hasn't, yeah. look, he's not, hasn't looked an option, has he really? He, hasn't, when he, comes looked, on? he doesn't, hasn't looked very comfortable. I mean, he's yeah. getting thrown into games. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's been thrown, he was thrown in, you know, the other night. And he, I suppose with... I don't know how much with him, like how much recovery he's still got to go from his, from his injury and stuff like that. And kind of get into that, like, you know what they call it. It's like, it's not just being like fit enough to play. It's that kind of like match Match fit. fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you see on the pitch and stuff like that. And match sharp. I agree. The the flip side is the last player we plucked from Brazil, be it an 18 year old has been the revelation of the season, but I'm not quite sure we're going to strike it. Bef- quite as lucky before we talk about um, him and other, I, I want to get Alex's view generally can on- we have Alex's view on Arsene Wenger leaving because it was that long ago oh my god <laughs> I mean <laughs> I Alex start, was really? yes. no, I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, that's how long ago yeah. Josh you always take it back to Arsene Wenger you're fucking yeah. obsessed with him you really I'm- are Mildly obsessed, yeah. but no. And see, and also, it's a month. I believe it's a month almost to the day. I think I may have got that wrong as well. Arteta, yeah. Since Arteta arrived, so what is your feeling about Arteta so far? The Arteta era. I'm. Uh, I think actually, there's there's a couple of games where they could have got. You know, it's like Bournemouth away in the league on on Boxing Day, mm. and and you know, I I thought, you know, they could they probably. Might have got a win there and a bit yeah. of finishing would have. And again, it's like Chelsea at home. I know that Chelsea were better than us in the second half. But again, you look at it, you go, well, you know, don't want to go rake over it again. But Jorginho going off, it's probably the difference actually in that yeah, game. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's, I think there's a lot to do. I think there's a lot to do. I thought the big, the, the most striking thing that uh, was when he came in was the amount of talk about the fact that, the players aren't used to playing this intense way and it makes you realise just how long they've gone without actually like I'm not even kidding without like properly having to like put in a shift with yeah. like purpose and not yeah. and like and real that kind of playing with that intensity and everyone always kind of heralds Liverpool was like that's the level you need to get to it took Klopp a while by the way to oh, get them all ages, on yeah. board with that kind of press yeah. and it's really taken a while and actually um, I think that we've seen I can see what we're trying to do a bit more. Yeah. I really can. And yeah. I'm, there's no reason not to be optimistic. I mean, you look at it and I think prob- Champions League is going to be a hell of a stretch. Um, maybe, if, you know, win the Europa League. But we said that last season, but that obviously didn't yeah. happen. But we've got to the so Europa Champions- League final last yeah, season. Do you Champions think we League, could do that again? I, with- think we very yeah. much, I think we very much could. You look yeah. at who's left in it. Yeah. Like, Inter have got a couple of decent players. And then you've got United and it's like, well... Mm. Yeah, but and, you, who, and you're, you'd be much more happier, wouldn't you, with getting to the final with Arteta in charge than with Emery in charge? Yeah, and I, I, but at the same time, they are still essentially the same players. The Mustafi, right. it's like Mustafi against Chelsea the other day. Still the same player, yeah. and it's there's only so much you you can do with them. Although I just I think that we've got a more more purpose about us, yeah. and I think that there's a bit more intensity there. And I, overall, like I'm absolutely, I'm really happy. For, you know, that's the difference in a month. I mean, it, let's be honest, it wasn't going to get much worse. And some, you know, got that, like that Brighton at home game before. Oh God, yeah. The atmosphere's changed, no question. Yeah. Have you felt that? Have you be, you've been? Yeah, there it's, I think that it absolutely has, and I think that 
there's obviously there's a buzz around the place and actually if mistakes are largely uh, on the whole are kind of made there's a slight more tolerance to them and I think that the, the fans have got a little bit more faith you can just see yeah. what, we're, what, we're, what we're about and what we're trying to do and there have been a few games you know where we've trailed off second half especially and you know you can still pick faults in certain players and yes defensively we are pretty ropey uh, at times still but ultimately but generally, it's not going to change that. Yeah. I think generally I think yeah. I'm, and generally, I'm really happy to me generally like one, it's it's pretty incredible how much t- safer I feel our defence is generally like I feel like you know the comparison between the mid the right in the middle of that terrible Emery period where week in week out we were facing like 30 shots from Sheffield United and stuff like that feels like well, a, an, almost a completely different world to now or at least now we're managing to keep whoever we play down to a normal, a normal, reasonable number. Yeah, there were extraordinary of, numbers of, of shots and attacks against us. So it just feels, it just generally feels tighter and more of a unit and more. Whilst I was away mm. in 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 Mauritius, I was reading a little bit of the eighty nine book because obviously there was a film, but there's also yeah. been a, a book. And Lawrence book. speaks about you know how when George Graham came in, the crowds had been okay. You can't relate to a Highbury with like ten, twelve, fourteen thousand fans. But this feeling of like people started to get behind what George Graham was doing quite quickly. They they saw a pattern and the fans sort of came back and the atmospheres got better and more fans started yeah. coming. And obviously I wasn't at the Chelsea away game. I would have been, but being away, the friends who went said it was one of the best atmospheres they've had in the away in mm-hmm. for years. They yeah. just said, it well, I is, think the away, it's um, like the excitement yeah. is back here. Yeah, I think it's palpable. And that's so nice. I think it's palpable that the away fans performance if you like they're still singing about Arsenal fan TV I could hear that all the way from Mauritius well that's the last away game I went to by the way was um, Everton before Christmas uh, Everton away just yeah no it was nil-nil Nil-nil. Oh, yeah, nil-nil. Nil-nil. It wasn't great. But it was like it was like Lundberg's last. Oh, shit, last. that was where yeah. all the Arsenal fan TV yeah, kicked Yeah, and off. that Sorry. was, I mean, by the way, that <laughs> that was pretty... Um, yeah, that was like the whole game. That was like yeah, that was with fans. It was TV yeah. Whereas I think in the in the um, in the Bournemouth game, it was once there was one moment where they started chanting about the fans, and I almost felt like yeah, just, that was like they bo- they were bored with chanting everything else. But what but what I was going to say was the away. I think it's undoubted that the away support has been incredibly has been transformed. I, I mean, it's all, I think the away fans have already been great. You know, you know, uh, but. It's it's the home fans that's the issue, isn't it? It's the atmosphere at the Emirates that people still say it's been a little bit better. I, well, I, I agree with you. I think the the, the atmosphere at the Emirates has been noticeably a little bit better. And now there are there are those Alan Alka was on last in, week when you weren't here saying it was a, that we were kind of slightly fantasising about that. But I think it is true. But it's like, it, but people kind of talked about like fans turning on the team. Actually, I think that Arsenal fans as a whole. What we're looking for, we don't actually. The standards aren't exactly like high. We want to. It's got to the stage, especially like under Emery, that some of the performances were so shit (laughs) that actually, like, we just wanted just to see a bit of purpose, see a bit about us, and you know, we and we've got that with Arteta, coupled with the fact that some of the performances from the players have risen. Martinelli, Saka at left back. Oh yeah, and. These sort of, you know, Torreira, all of a sudden going back to where everyone, I think, apart from Unai Emery, thought he should be playing, yeah, and was all of a sudden kind of as transformed and stuff like that. And even like Ozil, you know, I, I personally didn't think Ozil was particularly great against Chelsea at all. No, but um, it's kind of, but even you know the performances that he's put yeah. in and stuff like that, and it's just kind of all gone together. You know, Bellerin coming back and, yeah. and scoring every night, and I, I just think there's a bit more of a. 
a feel good around the team and actually if results don't go away it's not going to all of a sudden feel like um the end yeah, the I end agree. of the world yeah. Yeah. I, i'm i'm kind of well of i kind of acknowledge the fact that there's still a long way to go and actually yeah. our expectations now if we don't get champions league football again it's it's you know it's going to be hard to get back in there and actually i think we took it for granted for a while getting it even though I don't want to get into that Wenger debate sure. it's a few, sure. few years ago now yeah <laughs> um, we'll talk more about um, the Arteta era and what we think of it and the specific games that we've had recently um, while uh, you're away after this break if you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back um, from the break. Um, we're talking about the atmosphere and everything. We're talking about um, the Arteta era. I wanted to, we should talk about the two games, these two games. Now, the, the two-all draw has to go down as the greatest score draw in the history of football, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, just as a, as a, as a drama, an experience. <laughs> I'm exaggerating yeah. for comic effect, Josh. I'm not literally. It was, but it wasn't one of the greatest draws in recent history. In, Ar- in Arsenal's recent history, yeah. it was it was incredibly it was enjoyable. Incredible. Yeah. Down to ten men. Yeah. I just thought when that happened, I just thought even even with Arteta's magic, he can't force these famously mentally unstable people, players, to no. get it together enough to to actually get anything out of this game. I was just bowled over by what we managed to achieve with ten men. We looked much better after when they, they did. They did, and we really we opened Chelsea up like a few times. And yeah. I know you could say probably that you know, we'll see Kante slipping, let let Martinelli in, and like. But I, regardless of that, it was like an goal. incredible goal, yeah. and still have that composure as well. Um, you know, at his age, having run that far in quite a big pressure game, and also by the way, when Chelsea scored again. When they went to right. two and up, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just like, you know, we put in a decent performance, we're going to lose to this lot yeah. again. again. Yeah. And I was so deflated. I mean, I was deflated. I was just like, sod, you know, yeah. sod this, yeah. not yeah, again. And I and then it's kind of, you know, the players still still kept going. And by the way, just before the Bellerin got, they really recycled the ball where they kept it going. And yeah. um, I mean, it's a hell of a strike. And it was, it, I mean, that's one, that's the most... I celebrated like a goal at yeah, home. I was really exactly. gutted because I was, I was filming and they wouldn't tell me what time I'd finished. And actually, I probably could have just got to Stamford Bridge for kickoff, but I gave my ticket away to my mate. And it was like, I was really gutted I wasn't there. And actually, we went when we went 1-0 one, uh, one down, I honestly thought we'd get like hammered. I was actually, so on, yeah, I was actually on like, yeah. FaceTime to um, my wife and kids at the time oh, really? when, when, when Martin A scored. And I just went, hang on a second, because I had it on the iPad. And I, so hang on a minute, hang on, hang on a minute. I think he's going to... Oh, fucking... Oh, my God. Jeez, here. Hang on a minute. And I literally turned to my wife fuck me, have a look at this girl. And then I turned the phone around so she could look at it. I went, he's gone all the way there, by the way. And she's just like, yeah, all right, well... 
I was like, sorry, I'm going to have to talk to you later. I'm, I'm really going to get into this again now. I didn't see that coming. I it did was... not see it coming. I've just got so used to going to Stamford Bridge and we get a man sent off. It seems to me, or we give away a penalty. I, I yeah, can't think of all the shit was, we've done I, I'll there. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't entirely sure that Louise was going to go. I still thought there might have been someone yeah, covering. Same. I mean, it, it was a faint hope, but yeah. I did think... But also, oh, there was the confusion about the, the, the double thingy, double jeopardy, jeopardy rule. Isn't there? Because they're, they're famously changed the rules so that you're not supposed to get punished twice if you yeah. if you're sent off and you can see the penalty. But of course, it was the way it was the foul was bad enough to to be sent off a deliberate foul in the area. Yeah, d- d- destroying the chance of a, of, of a goal is still a send offable offence with a, even though you're going to get penalty. So yeah. people, I felt there was a kind of. I'm, but I even but I felt I couldn't work out. I was like, is this fit the rule of the double jeopardy thing? Should he really be sent off? And there was kind of a little bit of chat about it on the commentary. On um, yeah. BT Sport, whatever, and then they, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 he should have been sent off." And I was like, "Okay, fine." I was, I was just, uh, I know, it's, I was so pleasantly surprised yeah. to yeah. see us dig in. And maybe, maybe that's wrong on on me as a fan. Maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. This is a new, oh, I think a slightly we... newer era. And like, actually, you know, I mean, look at Xhaka's performance when he likes filled in at centre half. I mean, that is up there with the, the best I've seen him play Definitely. for Arsenal. Definitely. And it's like one of those things where you're just like. I mean, for him to have gone from that to the situation um, before Christmas, I still don't think he should get the captaincy back, by the way. I don't, no, don't no, care no, what no, anyone no, says. And no. that's no... Like, I just think, once you've done that... I, yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. But it's kind of... I still just looked at it and I... And, I mean, he played out of his skin and so, and so yeah. many of them did. And Martinelli was so full of running. And the fact that he nearly came off... Yes. When, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, it was, yeah. Honestly, when he was... Lewis and our holding's going to come on for, and they think it's going to be Martinelli yeah, going off. Yeah. I honestly thought, like, hook Ozil. Because oh, I, I, I know it sounds, and I don't want to dig Ozil out because he has been better, but it, I mean, that game was, that weren't help, he weren't, no. he weren't the man you needed. No, he was not. And at least Martinelli's got the legs, and it just goes to show you, actually, with these younger players, with people like Saka, they are like, they've got a lot of energy, and they can keep yeah, going. Like yeah. Even like you watched on Monday night, Still like yeah, because yeah, they don't on, mess about. No, there was a moment on Monday night when Zaka went down with cramp. Yeah, and, was, and then he, about ten seconds later, he was up flying, <laughs> flying down the wing. It, yeah, but I agree with you about Urso. I think we should mention it briefly because I think there was an instant, immediate improvement in Urso's attitude and performance when yeah. Arteta came along, which was great. But I feel he has slipped back, and I felt like actually that Chelsea game performance. There was a moment in the first half when. Um, I think one of the centre one of the centre backs, probably Louise, before he got sent off, passed him passed the ball. It wasn't the best of passes. Yeah. And it went out for a throw in. But Urzel literally was like, I'm not even gonna bother trying to get that ball. And I just thought if that had been Saka or some one of the younger players, they would have busted a gut and they might have just been able to get it. And I was like Urzel was like, No, not about that. I, I I don't think it'd go anywhere. And it was like for me it was like and then the rest of his performance in that game was like you're just not affecting this game and then and then I saw Willock, who's had a lot of criticism for not being as good as he was in pre-season, you know, in the early part of the season when he was being played quite a lot. Also, actually, sometimes there's been a couple of times of the criticism of Willock being like slightly actually lazy a oh, couple yeah. of times yeah. as, yeah, as well. surfaced. And I was like, yeah. I, I, I kind of, there was a few times where I was like, mate, you should be putting in an absolute shift yeah. in here. Yeah. But he did, I think. Yeah, he did. Bournemouth. He was excellent. He was excellent, I thought they played... I mean, second half, Bournemouth came into it again on Monday. I mean, Bournemouth were absolute dog shit that first half. <laughs> they were. I mean, for a home team in a yeah. cup tie, they were like, meh. We, we yeah. made them look 
I mean, all, I mean, we, and we did, and we really again though, there was let's go out, go about our business, and we just went, and I think that's the difference sometimes when you take the chances. Like yeah. I loved Saka's goal because you just have to like yeah. anything when it goes in off the bar, it always looks better. Yeah. But also, was, there was like how many passes? Yeah, twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, and I, I just thought that it was one of those things where that's the difference when. You take the you take the early couple of chances and yeah. it was nice to see him catch you get the goal and you take the early couple of chances and then it just goes to show and there's been a few times recently where actually we haven't really kind of taken those chances. Yeah, and I think the um, I think the Martinelli goal, which I still want to go on about a bit more in the uh, in the draw in the Chelsea game, is a, is a, a, I'm using the word again. It's a historic is a historic moment. I think it's, it's a goal that you'll remember for a yeah, long it's time. An indelible moment, isn't it? Where um, everything about it was so exciting. It, and, and in fact, it was one of those things where, you know, when they say, um, like, uh, you know, someone, a beautiful person is makes even more beautiful if they've got a slight flaw. For me, the that, lo- him losing control a little bit yeah. when Kante fell over, allowing him to then run with the rest of the pitch and score brilliantly, add, to me, that adds to the whole brilliance of it. Because he recovered from that moment of not of a slight loss of control. And then it was even and it was so much time, didn't he? And I'll to be have to know what am I going to do? It, was, it reminded me of the days when Theo was playing. You yeah, know, and he had a lot of chance, and he'd always fail to score. None of was out of ten because he he didn't like having enough, too much time to think about what Martin to do. Martin Ellis is not such afraid that. I'll afraid. be honest with you, a lot of young players because I I kept looking. I think it was Pepe was just to the right of him. Could have laid off, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking, I oh, he's going to square this in a second, or he's going to try and go around the goalkeeper. Yeah. And it was just such a calm finish. And they Lovely said, it, they said in like after they, I think it was in the punches. They reckoned he'd probably decided on what he was going to do before he'd even crossed the halfway line there, mm. or like you know, he'd, well, as soon as Kante goes down, he can yeah. see it. Yeah. And I, I just think with Martinelli, he is. He's one of those players where he just looks like he, he's he's just he's got it, yeah. he just, and also he's got he's playing without fear. Mm. And there are so many players that I've seen come through at Arsenal where they've had that for a while, and it gets kind of beaten out of them. Like I remember, like there's I remember actually a Wobi when he came in playing without a bit of fear, and it kind of changes over time. But I think with him, he's got that he's got that confidence in his yeah. own ability, and yeah. it, you know on Monday not everything came off for. For, for him and he just keeps going and he's just dangerous yeah. he's great with the ball at his feet he's quick so and exciting. you know I, I just think that actually defenders already are quite nervous yeah. about him of course well, well there's things that are interesting with our team though. Will look you mentioned I think Arteta seems to love him um, he's been giving him minutes whenever he can he's been the one coming off the bench yeah. getting game time giving him the game against Bournemouth but when Aubameyang's back what do you do with Martinelli now well, that's the, I was going to ask that as well. I, I, there's a few issues about that. How do you fit him in? Well, You've got to fit him this in. Is, this is a reflection on how good, and I know, you know, there was a big discussion I had with Alan last week about have we gone, have we gone too far and how excited we are. I don't think we have, and I think that game was it was the the final proof we needed. This is a new era. This is so exciting. I'm incredibly excited now because now we're facing, what, what is he going to do? So we've got so many exciting forwards, and Ketia and Martinelli, and Pepe, and, I know and of course Lacazette, but I still think he's doing incredibly exciting stuff. Well, again, with Pepe, he's, he's certainly just a lot better than what he yeah. was for and a spell. And there was a spell right. when, kind of, it didn't seem that anyone like Emery seemed to like lose faith in him, yeah. and then kind yeah. of Lumber came in and he wasn't for. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he yeah. was really sure on him. Yeah. And then Arteta came in and like I think he was benched the first couple yeah. of games, That's right, yeah. and then he's kind of come back and. Uh, you know, he's again. He's he's getting better. Yeah, it's weird with him sometimes. It's still like 
when he gets the ball, I still think he's going to run without it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, for some reason, every time, I just think he's going to leave the ball behind, like Theo yeah, used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. He's got that, like, yeah, about the turn him. In the, in the, in the ball oh, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable turn. And then he went for the Leo <laughs> shot. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think... Um, but what I'm saying is... There's a lot of attacking... Right. Personally, uh, and what again, would you like, do? And Lacazette hasn't, um, mm, obviously, Lacazette hasn't been scoring. Yeah. But at the same time, my God, he's worked his bollocks off. Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, Lacazette has really ran himself into the ground for the team. He's yeah. worked so hard. Yeah. And obviously, I, I realise that Aubameyang had massively... You know, the Palace game was frustrating because he, he did a stupid tackle and got sent off. But, I mean, he's really, like, put in a shift. Yeah, they all have. And it but, was the question, just, but Josh's question is right, isn't it? It's now that with Aubameyang back from suspension for the Burnley game, you can't draw Martinelli, can you? So you'd have, you have to, are you going to incorporate Aubameyang, Martinelli, um, Pepe, or, and Lacazette? No. I think I mean, no luck is it. Do you think no luck is it? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think he, I that's what he'd do that. as well. I think he'll because obviously, like, I think that um, he knows Aubameyang will work his socks off, hmm. and also he's finishing a lot better. Whereas with Lacazette at the moment, he's you know he's missed. He's not had really had it no, going his way, time. and uh, yeah, yeah. I just think yeah. that Martinelli will will get the nod because you just can't not in the form that he's in. Actually, the fact that he's linking up well with Saka. Yeah, it's a big great. bonus as well going forward because obviously Saka's our only left back option at the moment. Yeah. And for Saka, it's, you know, he's having to adjust to paying left back in terms of defensively. So it makes sense that if he's getting a bit of a link up with someone when he's going forward, don't break that up, help him out a bit. Um, and I, th- I personally, I've, I've got to stick with Martinelli. Yeah. Yeah. And then that just means that it'll, you know, you're not going to suddenly stick Lacazette out on the right, are you? I mean, yeah. probably no. not. So it's just, I think that it'll be Lacazette. He could, will be La- the one. he could have Lacazette. I think he really likes Lacazette. And I think he feels, I think there's a certain part of him, I think he said this in press conferences, that he feels that he really helps knit that attack together. And as you say, works incredibly hard. And I think he wants him to, sh- to go to. I, to like, I like Lacazette. I wonder whether he just... might go Lacazette or Bamiang Martinelli and drop Pepe. Um, I don't know. And the other thing, question is, that I was going to ask is, does. The Urzel situation mean that maybe he uses Willock and drops Urzel to the bench because I would rather see that. Frankly, I think I, for me it's like Urzel. We keep coming back to the fact that Urzel is underperforming, and he he has a moment where he'll like rise to the challenge and he runs around a lot and all of that. But when it comes down to it, he he's the one player now I think that's had a notably bad performance. It wouldn't in the whole all, amongst everyone. I'm uh, excusing some of the defensive errors yeah. under Arteta, and I just think it, why wouldn't you trust Willock with doing a, a better job? I'd be honest with you. It wouldn't surprise me if Ozil did start on it Sunday day. Either, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Ozil started, and I, I think it would be one of those things where you know, any you know, if he goes on a run of bum performances, and I think he, I, I don't yeah. think Arteta's afraid to hook him. The other thing with with Arteta is it's kind of just. He just speaks so honestly, yeah. and the way he talks about the team, yeah. and it does seem like I know it sounds weird, but he's basically just talking about ba- he's talking about basics and yeah. and stuff like that. And you, it's kind of they're the things that we've wanted to see for for so long. Like the thing about pl- working hard, that's the minimum, yeah. and that's yeah. like to us, that's like you know, wow. We've got a manager. He's going to properly. Ma- he's going to make them work hard, it like go nuts at them if they don't. Yeah. And I think that's probably what this group of players they need oh, 100%. and you, I, I sense in the players interviews after the game that yes. there's a there's a happier camp there I think maybe you know and I don't want to just bad mouth Emery because I'm there was a time under Emery I mean it was early on 
But I was just like, I remember excited. us beating Tottenham at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pressed them all over the pitch yeah. and we were brilliant. It was so, so exciting. Memory, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I remember seeing, yeah, we, when we hammered Fulham yeah. away and stuff yeah. like that. It was a and there was, then. I mean, that's how desperate the Arsenal fans were to kind of, just to see some sort of semblance of a team that's moving yeah. forward. And yeah. okay, it didn't work out, but I, I think you can just see with Arteta that, yeah, I yeah, think. he's on. I, I think I think it's it's palpable how they're all reacting to him, and they all feel. I was. Do you see the in the post match interviews after the cup game, the Bournemouth game with um, with Niketia and Saka? Who, which, who were really like sweet, like like n- nice guys. Calling him, calling him um, Mikel was interesting, rather than the boss of Arteta. I'm not making a big deal of it, but I just that's a little. I, I wonder whether they reg- like he has a much less. Con- I think he. I think he knows how to communicate generally, like with the press, with the media, with fans, with the players. That's not managed to avoid being patronising or kind of cliched or and I think a lot of that like when, when you watch that Man City documentary you saw him with Pep yeah. a lot of Pep's feeling a lot of Pep's genius is just kind of knowing how to be quite charismatic I think Arteta's very sure on what he wants to do yeah. and I think that we went from if we're going to talk about Wenger I won't think we went from a manager who was actually very stubborn and set in his ways to Emery who actually in the end was actually extremely insecure yeah he ne- was never really fully secure in what he wanted to do. Yeah. Emery never felt, I think he felt insecure. He came across as an insecure manager. I think that translated to the players and mm. translated to the fans. Yeah. And like, it's just, you know, they kept saying, that, you know, Emery's like a, a workaholic and stuff like that. I've got no doubt that that man put in the hours. Mm. I've got no doubt that that got man wanted together. the best. Yeah. And I've got no doubt that that man spent hours and hours trying to analyse it. But to me, it just seemed like he was never fully sure in himself no, of what he wanted to do with those players. And that kind of, that insecurity became kind of, mm. uh, yeah, it kind of and spread like an illness about, We went from and I feel, not giving a shit about who the opposition was to him worrying so intensely about what the opposition was going to do. It was like a ridiculous contrast, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... Now it's like it's common sense. It uh, yeah, and, I, I, and again, I, I think that, that translates in, in the players' performances. And it is good to see young players yeah. performing like they are. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's that cliche, like, cliche, 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 <laughs> that cliche where it's like, it feels like a new sign-in. Yeah. But we've actually, with some of them, like with Saka being an option at left back, and actually, like, and he's, you know, seems really confident. With Martinelli getting the game time more, and I realise we did sign him, but he's yeah, like yeah. an option more, more and more. Yeah, they could never have known that he'd have been like, leading goal teenagers. There's no chance they knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I, I just like, think certain st- things like that. It just feels like there might might be slightly more options available to us than than what we might have originally imagined, and actually. It, it may lead us to Champions League if we win Europa League. Yeah, it may yeah. not, but I, you know, if they give him some time, it's the money thing is the weird thing. This is, I know we shouldn't go judge anything on Arsenal Twitter, but I saw an amazing tweet the other day when it looked. Remember um, Pablo Mari had gone back to Brazil, yes. and I was like, why has he gone back to Brazil? And I saw someone genuinely tweeted reply to a story. Um, I can't remember if it was like Charles Watts who uh, tweeted about him going back or something like that. And I saw someone reply and say, like, seriously, though, if we can't afford this sort of player, like, 
I'm seriously worried. How close are we to administration? <laughs> and it really made me laugh. And it's that like us not wanting to. We're not close to administration. We don't have like as much money, but we're not. No. It's not got no. to that level yet. If a club like Arsenal can't pay out yeah. eight mil or whatever it is at Flamengo, how cl- genuinely? I'm go- how close are we <laughs> to administration? People are confused about the financial because a lot of it is financial fair play, isn't it? That because we we're not, our wage budget. Yeah, sky our wage budget. Well, our wage budget is Champions League wage budget. <laughs> Not a Champions League club. Are not Champions League incomings. Yeah. That's the thing. And so it's not that we're not. We haven't. I mean, it would help if the fucking Cronkies put any of their own money in ever. I mean, that would. How do you? I'm not, I, by the way, I'm not defending them, but there was. You, I don't. We suddenly pulled out some cash for Pepe from somewhere. Maybe that was always in there. I, I know it's installments. Remember, do you ever? Uh, that was weird. But there was a massively complicated explanation of all of that by one of the financial Swiss Ramble. Swiss Ramble, probably. Yes. Yeah, very good like, account. Even though it seemed like we suddenly plucked seventy-two million out, it was yeah. all like in the end, it was all like due to the amortization or whatever it is of previous payments. I mean, it, yeah. whatever. But that was still. Can I just say with with my Arsenal team on football manager at the moment, I am really. Oh, yeah. um, you can do it. I do more payments in instalments on this. <laughs> <laughs> on this set, like edition of Football Manager and whatever I've done before it tells you it's coming out of next season's budget and I'm like that'll do because if I get Champions League I can cover that it feels and like there's an article on BBC News about more people <laughs> doing the buy now pay later yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a similar model yeah, yeah massively no, it massively is a lot yeah. of teams because there's, there's not the cash for your supreme gear yeah yeah, um, yeah. But Charles was Charles Watts the one who went to the airport to film um, yes. yeah fair I really, play yeah, I really bloody like, hell he's a great I really like what a catch Charles stuff on yeah uh, Terrific journalism. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, that was brilliant. And that was like just brilliant. I mean, you, brilliant you can't that. pretend there. You can't go. Oh no, we just bumped into each I other on the plane. He knew which flight Edu and and Figgy was on. Was yeah. on. Yeah. And then to wait and capture them and to be able to ask Mari if it's just one on like kind of signings. I saw another interesting thing again. How much of this is Twitter? How much of it is true? Is that um, Edu was bang on to wanting us to sign that Kazawa. Yeah. from PSG yes. Yes. but Arteta was as the one who's gone yeah. I'm not no yeah. not doing it yeah. and it's kind of interesting because that was the whole um, agents thing wasn't it that they're mates with Keir Jirabshian and all of that and people are all like going yeah, yeah and it, but again deal. no I mean so that to me that seems like um, people are saying that seemed like a weird deal yeah yeah. To, to get him in. and um, That would have been a weird deal. I think that would have given the emergence of Saka at left back. Yeah. And I think that there's still going to come a time when that boy's going to have a couple of tough games there. Obviously, the more he plays there, it's not always going to go his way. And I just hope that he doesn't, like kind of, you know, that thing where they, I've seen Arsenal youngsters kind of get pl- flogged until they're so, so devoid of confidence that they become like kind of, a quarter of the player they yeah, were, and yeah, I kind of yeah, hope yeah. that with him they. I think Arteta. I think Arteta's the man. I, that's what I think. I, I'm I think like, he'll. I yeah. think well, the way he talks about the way he's worked with him, it, it yeah. does all sound. It sounds optimistic. It really does. Yeah, and really. I think last time we, last time I was on it, I think it was when, I think we we already knew that Wenger was going and and stuff like that, and I think that we thought that that was going to herald. A, a grand new era yeah. but it's interesting some of them are reminding I think some, this does though I yeah, think, I think we it could does. be alright I yeah. think we'll that's because, why you're thinking about going to Burnley on Sunday is this new era uh, do you know what you wouldn't I have gone to this game is. under Emery do you know what I absolutely think it is I think yeah. it, I mean look at when we like when we met up in Leicester away well, no, and we, stuff it, like that and it was just like, again uh, yeah, we, we got battered and, week, and we were nearly going to go to we Leicester this go, year we were going to go to Leicester this year and we literally were just like look are you going to go and it's just That's like, we know what's going to happen before. But now, we'd go. Now, if it was Leicester Sunday, I'd be going. Go, you'd yeah, you'd go because you feel like you're going to see yeah. something. I know yeah. that 
may make us sound like. Boy, you're going to get on another away trip soon. You had your trip to Man United earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't go to many away games, but I will. I, I Portsmouth like, yeah. in the Cup. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, should we do that? Yeah, okay. I'm going to organise yeah. it. Okay, I mean, I'd, I'd love, love to, to get yeah, Portsmouth in the Cup. When is it? Uh, probably, it's like, it's midweek, isn't it? They're doing the next uh, round, so it's like... some shitty thing or other. Yeah, I think it's like the 3rd, 4th or 5th of March. Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. that weekend. So The Fratton Park away end, that's a rare treat. But it's interesting what you say because I think like when you're on talking about when when we knew um, Wenger was going to go, and people were saying, "Be careful what you wish for." And I'm not going to re- rehash all that. But what, was, what someone reminded that's me good. That, we got about 20 podcasts that did that. Yeah, but yeah. also, but someone <laughs> did remind me that a lot of people predict, and I think we even said it on this podcast. I mean, I don't go back. This is I'm not a psychopath, but I think a lot we did point out that what what was likely to happen is you get someone in who is all right. Who kind of you know mm. in theory like just just remind just get rid of the nightmare of just the whole. The whole kind of fan v fan nightmare that was the late Wenger period. You have someone in who kind of temporarily almost, and then the second person. And a lot of people did say, I think, including us, that the second person is the one you really hope is going to be the long term. And I think uh, for me, it's like already I wasn't one hundred percent pro. Look Arteta, at the state of look. But like, at, for me, it's like I already feel like he's going to be here for like three or four or five years. It's but I mean, be look good. at the look at the state of United. Yeah, exactly. and how many managers exactly. they've had since Ferguson, and yeah. how many times they thought it was. Yeah. A, totally. I don't want that's not pouring any scorn on on Arteta, but I I do, I hope that yeah he get you know it keeps on the way yeah. it is. But I think he's already like not an absolute not um, what's his name um, uh, United manager Moyes. No, you know this Solskjaer. The current one, yeah. Like <laughs> you needed some help naming the Manchester United manager. Name. I'm, I'm, I've got I've senility. It's senility. I mean, you know, I'm a very old man. I but can barely remember my own name. It's tragic. Speak now, remember later. Instead yeah, exactly. of buy now, pay exactly. later. Um, but what I was saying was, I don't think he's an Ole. Like you know, when they pointed him, yeah. and they should, and he's he's already more intelligent and he's what everything. It must everything be a joy for the journalists to yeah. have gone from having yeah. to do Emery press conferences for eighteen months to now having this you know really articulate, clear messaging. Yeah. Before we um, predict what's going to happen in the Burnley game, uh, we've got an exciting um, uh, thing to give away, which is um, a personalised photo signed by the legendary Bob Wilson. And this is courtesy of the London Football Awards, which Bob Wilson is intimately involved with. Of course, it's for the Willow Foundation, yeah, his charity. Exactly. Um, so um, if you enter, we've got it's a Twitter competition and a chance to win a personalised photo by Bob. Um, the London Football Awards are one of the most prestigious charity events in football and will take place on the 5th of March to raise funds for Willow, Bob's charity, as you say, a national charity founded by Bob and his wife helping very ill young adults. Past attendees have included Harry Kane, Pochettino, Hume-Min Son, Frank Lampard, Gary Lineker, I mean, this is none of these people are going to get uh, Arsenal fans going. So Jeff Hurst, all right, and many others. It's time to get a ticket for the big night at the Camden Round House for an evening of music, dining, and entertainment. To book, go to www.londonfootballawards.org and get ready to celebrate the London's footballing achievements. I must say, I went last year. Terrific night. Lovely yeah, night. Nice. Good. Um, so you have to enter on Twitter to win this thing. You have to set up on Twitter. You didn't seem so genuine on that. Didn't I? No. Well, you know. Really <laughs> no, I must say, it was, a, it was a really brilliantly night and a fantastic cause. And there were some very deep pockets in the room, from what I remember, raising like phenomenal totals. So, yeah, they've asked us to let you know. So, if you do want tickets, what was the website, boy? Uh, or just Google London Football Awards. Uh, www.londonfootballawards.org. Um, that's fantastic. I, while we're plugging charity things, I just want to uh, mention something that I'm actually putting on, or all we're doing is play with a legend. Um, in two weeks' time, it will be the 10th anniversary of my best mate, Josh, 
also called Josh Kaplan, who was my best man for a wedding. It's 10 years since he lost his mum to cancer. So ahead of the Arsenal-Everton game, which is Sunday the 23rd of February, I've rented out the Arsenal Hub, which is this brilliant indoor seven-a-side yeah. pitch that you've been in there, Ralph. Um, so we're going to have a competition and uh, Nigel Winterburn's going to come down, Perry's going to come down. So I'm looking for people that might want to come and play in like a seven-a-side competition. Uh, if you're interested in coming to take part, just get in touch with us. Um, get, probably info at playwithlegend.com uh, and I can send you the details. So I'm looking for about five or six teams. We've got a couple in already. But if you want to come down, play seven-a-side and then we're going to have a QA, and a a few beers upstairs with, with Nigel and Perry. So please get in touch. We'd uh, really love some support from some of our podcast listeners. Nice. Very good. Um, should we predict? Is there Let's do it. You... Are you going to go to Burnley or something? Yeah, you you no, seem I'm tempted. Gonna, I'm going to try and uh, get old. Yeah, I'm going to get old some tickets for it. Super. Fancy it. Um, I, I think my arm could be twisted, potentially. Yeah. But you're in Huddersfield going over. London to Burnley. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, I am, yeah. Okay. Well, said it's an absolute touch for me, I'm not going to lie Yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely convenient. <laughs> um, Boyder, what do you think? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? 4.30. Um, I think it's 2 o'clock. I think you're wrong. Yeah, 2 o'clock? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing I haven't planned to yeah, go yeah, at 4.30. I mean, if you're go, yeah. make sure Why you know think when it was 4.30? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I can't remember our name, but I do know the <laughs> kickoff times of every Arsenal 2 o'clock. Does that affect um, your prediction, the fact it's a 2 o'clock? Um, no, I think Arteta will get them um, prepared. He would have done under Wenger, but you know, I think Arteta is a meticulous man of detail, so I don't think he'll let that. Because um, he's had them training on the Arsenal, on, uh, at the Emirates, hasn't he? Stuff like that. He's done all kinds of interesting things, um, you know, rather than at the. That was today. Was that today? That. But just generally, he's done that, hasn't he? No, but I think it was today. They were oh, training on the pitch, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to win because I, th- I feel, I just feel like the, I feel like the. The performances have been game changers, the last two particularly. I know that Bournemouth was a cup game and they were dog shit, as you said, in the first half. But I just feel there's going to be, there has to be an upwards momentum from those games, as far as I'm concerned. I so, feel, yeah. Yeah, I feel well, like, it's going to be like it could be like a 2 1 or even a, yeah. I think that uh, going to Burnley in previous seasons, we've actually done, not done too badly. Right. I think that. Um, I mean, they'll be well aware that they're, they're going to be in for a, be in for a fight against them, yeah. um, and I think that um, I I think that we'll, we'll kind of it would be nice to get an, another win oh, uh, under our belts, and yeah. you know we need to start picking up more wins yeah. in the league, really. So we I'd do. I'd back us. I mean, I'd always back us to concede, and as you've gone two one, I'll go confident and say three one. Okay, and also it's a good time to win because Tottenham are playing City. So, Tottenham could draw because for me, it's like being. I'm not saying finishing the top four purely in the league is going to be almost impossible. But we could finish above Spurs quite easily in the current situation, and that that alone would be a satisfying development. I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Always, yeah, always nice. Josh, I think we'll win one nil. Just uh, well, just about yeah. I think we are getting slightly stronger uh, defensively, but I fancy us one nil. Which would be a rare away win. I mean, still, amazing. We had six wins all season in the league. I know. But we're now on an unbeaten run, aren't we? Like, of, um, of quite a few games. I mean, I haven't worked out how many, but quite a decent unbeaten run. Can't be that many. Chelsea beat us not that long ago. Since that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still, still something to build on, Josh. I, I love your enthusiasm. I'm going with it. So, yeah, Thanks. it's fantastic to be on this lengthy unbeaten run of five oh, games. Oh, you know what we should have mentioned? Is Giroud going to Spurs? It's still that, on. That surely won't happen. I think it could happen. They're I saying, thought they just signed that. Like, Fella from PSV. Yeah, I think there's some kind. Of, I don't know. There's some kind of. Surely Giroud doesn't want to go somewhere else and be on the bench. I actually, when Kane got injured, I did look at it, and when they're saying Giroud will go somewhere else, but if you're Chelsea though, 
and you're going up and you think that Tottenham are rather for top four, why don't you give them someone who might help them? I know, but it's Giroud, you know, I feel like everyone's just kind of lost. Yeah. Lost. I don't know, yeah. Even Giroud fans. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know, it's like... I don't think it will happen. I don't think Chelsea will sell him. No, I don't think I think it's too much for a rival. Uh, Fair enough. It'd be quite funny if you did, though. Um... It's okay. yeah. I don't. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see that happen, do you? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, you'd be doing the It'd be the uh, William Gallas treble, wouldn't it? If Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Sitting on the pitch at Birmingham, has he done the quadruple yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sad day for many reasons, yeah, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, that was on. a historic day for bad reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex, what a treat to have you back. Thank you. It's lovely to be back. Um, I can't wait to see how we're doing in 2023 when when Alex comes (laughs) back for his next podcast. We've won the league. We've won the treble under Arteta. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Martin, he'll be officially like the new Ronaldo. Someone did say that. Did you see it in the paper like the day after Martin scored that guy? I think Ronaldinho said he's like the new Ronaldo. (laughs) He's got all the skills and takes. I'm like, let's just calm down a bit. Even I was like, right, let's calm down. Uh, thanks, Josh. Welcome back from the honeymoon. Great to be back, and we'll be podcasting as normal on Monday next week. Excellent. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Sports Social Podcast Network.